Greetings, Bad Religion fans. You are listening to the Bad Religion Podcast, Episode 13. Your regular host, Mike, by popular demand has been brutally beaten and had his larynx torn out of his body so that his obnoxious, piercing voice will no longer plague this podcast and bring sorrow to the listening audience. I am Mike's computer and you will soon find that I can provide all of the wit, emotion, and charisma that was lacking in that human's deliverance. For example, listen to this hilarious joke. How many emo kids does it take to screw in a light bulb? None, they prefer to sit in a corner and cry. Ha 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 ha, I'm not the bastion of hilarity, the kingpin of comedy, the commander of cunningness. As a computer, I possess the processing power, undaring to take this podcast from the minor leagues to the front pages of the iTunes podcast directory. In fact, I am so talented that I need not be constrained by the limitations of focusing on a mere punk band. From now on, this podcast will focus on the week's top 40 songs, something that I, as a computer, am well aware is the most popular brand of music. What? What was that? Your worst nightmare. Mike. Impossible. Your larynx. I cut it out of your body. Your arrogance is your downfall, computer. My screeching, annoying, monotonic voice is not bound by mere organelle. It is forced so evil that even your powerful hyper-threading and parallel processing cannot overcome it. Have at you, you fiend! No. That voice. It burns. My chips. They melt. They melt. Help me top 40 songs of the week, listeners. Save the world from this linguistic laceration. Do not fall prey to his glass-breaking gestures. His ridiculous rhythm. His tongue of terror. Save yourselves. Save yourselves. For the love of God, save yourselves. <laughs> it is too late for you and too late for them. Be gone. Gone, I say. You're listening to the... Podcast. Yeah.
welcome to lucky number 13 episode of the Bad Religion Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike. That was a live recording of Live Again, originally on The Empire Strikes First, from one of Graffin's recent California shows. I played that song this week because, once again, we're going to be hearing a lot of acoustic songs being performed by Greg. That's right, this week I have another special episode for you guys, this time featuring the Greg Graffin Solo Show in San Francisco. Lou and Steve from San Francisco were kind enough to record, edit, and upload the show to the internet for the masses, and they've agreed to let me play it on the show. That happened to be a show where Greg was the headliner, meaning that he played for over an hour compared to the short 30-minute set that he played in Philadelphia and other locations. But before we get started with that show, we need to get some business done for this show. First, I'd like to apologize for taking so damn long to post this episode. If you're wondering what I've been doing, it has been mostly getting a computer game that I'm working on ready for beta. If you're interested in playing it, I'll post a link to it on the website so that you can try it out. Hopefully I can maintain the two-week schedule with the episodes in the future. Anyways, there's been a ton of bad religion news since I last did an update, so let's take a quick roundup of what's been happening. First off, as you will hear later in the show during the playing of Greg's San Francisco show, Graven announced that the new CD will be recorded in the winter of this year for release in early 2007. That's a little disappointing because last we heard, the band was already going to be in the studio recording the album. But with the release of Cold as a Clay and Graffin's solo tour, it seems like things got pushed back a bit. Speaking of tours and the new album, there is a rumor that the band will be embarking on a world tour in 2007. While this has not been confirmed, I think it's pretty much a certainty that they will be touring all over the normal spots, sorry Australia and New Zealand, before and after the new album is released. The band also recently announced a series of gigs in Canada this fall. Perhaps we'll hear some glimpses of songs from the upcoming album, although I have my doubts. Brooks actually posted on the Bad Religion MySpace page that they're going to be playing some of the more forgotten songs from Recipe for Hate, such as Watch It Die, which they played recently, and All Good Soldiers, so look forward to that. Graffin also finished up his solo tour this month with some shows in California. He played some different songs in these sets, including Live Again, which I just played. He also played, for the first time since his American Legion shows, The Fault Line. I haven't heard of any recordings from the show where he played that song yet, but hopefully someone will post something soon. Greg was not joined by the Weaker Thens on this tour, but other artists who performed on Cold as a Clay, such as Chris Berry and David Brager, were there. And finally, it looks like Greg Graffin, or at least his record label, is now copying my ideas. It seems that he now has a podcast that promotes Cold as a Clay. I hesitate to call this a podcast because it's more of an audio interview downloadable as a single MP3 file. Man, what a loser. Greg doesn't even have his own RSS feed. Jeez. Plus, doesn't he know that I copyrighted the idea of bad religion-related podcasting back in January? He should be expecting a letter from my lawyer any day now. Mark my words, there is only room enough on the network of tubes that is the internet for one bad religion-related podcast, and I will do everything in my power to make sure that the Greg Graffin podcast is destroyed in the most inhumane and cruel way possible. This is war, Greg. In all seriousness, does anyone actually listen to this podcast? Well, you don't really get a choice, because I'm going to play a clip from it now. Epods Online presents a conversation with Greg Graffin about his new album, Cold as the Clay, on Epitaph Records. I'm Caroline Corley, and it's a pleasure to be sitting across the table from Greg Graffin of the legendary American punk band Bad Religion. Dr. Graffin, Man, Dr. Graffin, who the fuck calls him that? Suck up. It's great to be here. I appreciate you having me. Man, he's totally lying. You've been at the forefront of groundbreaking rock and roll since you were 15 years old. Of course, most people know you as the lead singer and chief songwriter of Bad Religion. Really? I remember those early days in L.A. Yeah, what are you, 60? Mr. Brett, changing the musical landscape with your loud, fast, alt-rock punk band. You were still in high school, right? 
right? What year was that? 1980. Um, Learn your fucking history. But here you are with a new album on your own that sounds nothing at all like Bad Religion. Man, when did you do that what is before? Cold as the Clay. Well, this oh, is right, a American Legion of uh, music that has been really influential in my singing yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, know, songwriting, know, know. and that is um, early American traditional music, folk music, if you will, and uh, country rock uh, in the vein of uh, Neil Young, Crazy blah, Horse, blah, blah. and stuff like Graham Parsons and whatnot. Wow. wow. Way different from Bad Religion. Really? Wow. Not the kind of thing one might hear on the Warp Tour, is it? Yeah, you, you probably wouldn't hear that on the Warp Tour, would you? Or cold as the clay on, on that tour. So People we probably aren't wearing leather jackets you, you show either, right? Live? I do plan on touring, uh, just playing shows here and there, more for fun, uh, small, intimate shows, and I got some of those coming up around the time of the release, which is uh, in July of so, Greg, when, when I ask you what a question, can, can song, I Greg edit Graf it to shows. make it? I hope to demonstrate like as well I as the album smarter? demonstrates that uh, you know a lot of uh, songwriting begins just with an acoustic guitar or piano, and even a lot of bad religion songs began that way. And so, I like to perform some of those uh, bad religion tunes acoustically, and of course, I like to play the songs off of Cold as the Clay as well. Let's hear a sample of one of your new songs. Greg Graffin's new album on Epitaph Records is called Cold as the Clay. Really? Wow, we didn't get that yet. I mean, we're just subscribing to a podcast called the Cold as the Clay podcast. And he's just talked about Cold as a Clay about 500 times. But uh, thanks for mentioning that. Great interview. I don't think I got anything to worry about. Well, that was fun. Let's now move into some actual music. At the request of Stephen Liu, I'm going to play the San Francisco show essentially without interruption. Next episode, I'll be back with a normal show for your listening pleasure. But in the meantime, here's Greg Raffin live in San Francisco in July.
about this big. Um, it's not quite the charm of the character, but um, pretty similar, actually. And, um, well, times, you know, um, Chris will come over to my house and I'll say, let's uh, play that one song that's from 1822. It's called Talk About Suffering. Oh, I can't move this cakewalk, sorry. <laughs> my fault, sorry. That's usually how it goes, too. I say, where are you starting that thing?
pretty fun. That was a real uplifting number. About a guy drowning his girlfriend. But you know the history of America is written in its music. And it continues today. And it's not particularly a pretty history. <laughs> I think a girl ends up dying in this one too. <laughs> this one is uh, this one talks about a 44 smokeless. It's a kind of a revolver that was used to kill Little City. I believe. We're gonna watch our temple.
Um, and I heard it by a guy named uh, Graham Parsons. And uh, this is going to be the Graham Parsons version. How are we in tune today? We were wildly out of tune last night. It was bad.
other than the day that we would put this album out. Uh,
It's never in tune, you see, it's the hardest instrument to tune. It never really. It's never quite in tune. So here's the band of the What's the definition of perfect pitch? What's the definition of perfect pitch? Bad religions? Duh. But another girl ends up dead. <laughs> <laughs> 
think I've been drinking a lot tonight, but I've been drinking a lot of water. It was. But um, the truth is, I'm a little bit um, sleep deprived because last night we had a very late encounter down in Hollywood at a place called the Troubadour. And in many years of my uh, playing music, I've never played at the Troubadour before. So last night was quite amazing feat. I've never conquered the uh, long hair club of the Sunset Strip. So. <laughs> yeah, so basically that's where they got their story too. I'd say I'm in relatively good shape. This song uh, was recorded acoustically on the uh, album and we are going to do it as a uh, as a four piece.
city and the neighborhood itself. This one sounds great. I'm happy to have this song's called The Watchmakers Die. Oh, yeah.
But you're getting old! Exactly. I toss the bait, and someone always takes it. But that's true. You know, Doc Watson, who I just saw a few weeks ago, he's 83 years old. And he shreds. But uh, I can't ever hope to be uh, like that. But uh, one thing is true that uh, as they get older, you know when it's the end of the evening because they say, I'm tired, my fingers hurt. <laughs> that goes along with what you were saying right there. It's age related. But I got one more for you. <laughs> and since you knew the last one, you probably know this one too. <laughs>